I'm Poltergeist, and I make inappropriate songs about horror movies. So basically, I just came to see some naked D's and A's for free. Take a peek, take a key. Twelve cabins, twelve vacancies, twelve bodies, mother pray for me. I might go psycho occasionally. One body, too many pray for me, cause we all go a little mad sometimes. No happy ever after, just chapter after, chapter after, chapter. Massacre, make the ripper look like an amateur ambassador of the slashers. Michael! All of the apologies that you can muster from your dread Won't protect you on your bed Nothing will from Pumpkinhead This is not a dream, baby This ain't Halloween, baby When I'm on the scene, this is what we call a scream, baby Subscribe on YouTube at Poltergeist OD Follow me on Instagram and the Slasher app at Poltergeist underscore OD the following episode of History Creeps is produced in part by the following Creeper Club members. Tim McGowan, Michael Thompson, Daniel Chavez, Samantha Cunningham, Sean Fritz, Anthony Mullen, Joe Stanford, Rebecca Bond, Russell Galfo, Matt Johnson, Kay Hammer, Cheryl Pierce, Christine Zanino, Oscar Maron, Eric M., and a number of other creepers who wish to remain anonymous. We appreciate your support. And if you're interested in becoming a Creeper Club member, head over to patreon.com slash historycreeps. And now, on to the Creeper Clubhouse. Creepers, welcome to a new episode of History Creeps. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Townsend. I'm joined by a couple of just really illustrious and beautiful and gorgeous souls. Uh, Mr. Christopher Chavez. That would be me. And of course, Sir Carter Johnson. I love how he, he found a nice way to say like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna dig my friend, dude. She's she's got a great personality. Yeah, that's how I was always introduced to. Same here, bro. Yep. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? I just got got, I just totally got distracted, dude. So just to just a fair warning, um, right before we started, I was like, is there anything going on that we need to talk about for current creeps? And so as you know, we were getting ready to open. I pulled up just a phone real quick to look at headlines. And the headline I saw was Seth Rogen says he, quote, dodged a bullet when Tom Cruise pitched him on Scientology. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. He just came out. He just came out with a new book that I really want to read. Uh, and it has a lot of the really f- apparently fun stories in it. So there you go. He's got a great. What was he, what was he doing there? Like, were they going to try to work together or something? Like, maybe. Because I'm going to be honest, I kind of want to see that movie. <laughs> yeah, I want to. Wait see a second. The- well, yeah, Tom Cruise was in uh, Pineapple Express. Was he? Wasn't he at the very, 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 very end? Isn't he the guy running the thing? No. What is no. that movie that he's in? Yeah, he's I thought that was uh, Ed uh, from The Hangover. And, I think you're thinking uh, Tropic Thunder. That's Chris. it, Tropic yeah, Thunder. But, that's but the one Seth I remember. Rogen's, okay. Seth Rogen. Did Seth Rogen produce Tropic Thunder? I don't know. Probably I don't, not. I, don't I think I'm just completely wrong with it. 
Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just Where's got completely sidetracked by that headline, and I'm just completely because well, that's not something that you generally think of. Like, oh, hey, Tom Cruise and Seth Rogen. I'm not saying I don't want to see that movie because obviously I do. I'm just saying, like, if he's if Rogen's going there with Apatow, then that must must mean they're they're gonna talk. And he said we're talking about movies, so I wonder if. I wonder if him pitching Scientology to Seth Rogen was like, okay, maybe I don't want to do this. You know, maybe I don't want to work with him. Yeah, yeah there's no yeah. reason. It doesn't say why. Which I, is funny because uh, I've heard Tom Cruise is like a total professional on set and that he doesn't talk about that kind of stuff when he's on set. Hmm. Like he's straight up there to work. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're... Your Rogan impression reminded me, Chris. <laughs> That's the worst. Uh, as as listeners know, as dear creepers know, I have a tendency, <laughs> for whatever reason, sometimes to attempt to put voices or sounds to animals. Right? Uh, you know, famously, uh, you know, I tried to think of what a giraffe sounded like uh, recently, for reasons I honestly don't know why. <laughs> I started thinking, what would, and <laughs> what would a, a praying mantis who happened to be an atheist sound like? <laughs> and wait, what? <laughs> I think he'd sound like this. I'm a praying mantis, but I don't believe in any sort of deity. <laughs> I like it. It works. I could hear that. I could see it. I mean, so just imagine this is where it gets worse. Just imagine. How about instead of it not believing in a deity, it's having an existential crisis. All right, okay, like, I'll take, is God real? What happened yeah, to God? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take, I'll take notes. I'll take notes. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> New series coming soon. I'm open to notes, but it's going to uh, be animated. You're looking for Pixar. content. Here you go. What's perhaps creepier is the fact that, I legit woke up like yesterday morning with that thought in my head, <laughs> laying in my bed, doing multiple attempts at this voice <laughs> for no reason and no audience other than myself. <laughs> That's amazing. I feel like you just invented the Is next that what Mickey you Mouse. Think about when you wake up in the morning, like I was just singing the gambler to myself this morning. You know, I don't think about serious shit when that first thing in the morning. That's for like, you know, eight, nine o'clock. <laughs> you don't think about praying mantises who aren't sure what they believe in? <laughs> Sometimes I wake up and don't remember my name or where I am. So what am I praying to? I... <laughs> what am I praying to? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I've had what if don't the praying fear, mantis I've... thinks he is God? Oh, Ooh. There you go. What would he, what would he sound like then? Would it be Bow like Palpatine? You know, yeah. <laughs> bow to me. It sounded a little like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, bow to me. All, all of mine do. Anything, any, any impression I do sounds like. Lah, lah, lah. <laughs> That's all I do. <laughs> Who nice. is your god and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> Girls have a penis. <laughs> Oh God, dude! Oh, that's I haven't seen that movie in so long. I gotta watch that again. <laughs> um, any current creeps? We got anything to talk about? Uh, before you guys watching Carter, anything? Before Carter gets into his, <laughs> uh, I uh, didn't the uh, 
I, I feel like more UFO stuff came out from the government. Isn't this true? Damn it, Johnny. <laughs> I think I just okay, saw well, it. Like, I'll let Carter go more into that because I have I have zero details. I just it was to- just, no, this it was because okay, so this is how my morning went. All right. At about I'm gonna say four fifty in the morning. Over the baby monitor, I hear this. Mommy, daddy, come open up the door. Four fifty. It's not even five AM yet, bro. Okay. That's how my morning started. I was hoping Mom. you were gonna say you went in there and your daughter was dead asleep. That would make this a really good story. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> he went in there. He went, or like he realized that he went in there and it was, it was just me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for breakfast, Carter. <laughs> you don't want to be morning. And I'm like, am I still asleep? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I go in. So my wife, who's awesome, let me let me not really go back to sleep, but more or less just kind of lay there and adjust to consciousness. Mm-hmm. So when I finally got up and went down to have coffee and shit, I turned on the news, and that's literally what it is. It's one of the, it's one of those UFO videos, and this is my local really news channel. How did I miss this? And they're talking about the release of those documents getting getting closer and closer, and that all of oh, the that's right Congress people are going to get like a briefing and stuff on it, and they're going to release all this information and things. On, on my local news channel. Now think about where I live. I know? saw a headline with Marco Rubio saying something. I think it was Rubio or Ted Cruz. Which one was yep. it? No, it was he Rubio. Was in the, he was in the video. Saying something about like, we need to take it seriously and this and that. So you're right. I forgot that that's coming up, right? Whatever bill was passed back in November, um, I think it was what close to June when we were going to find out a whole yep. lot of stuff to be released. Yep. Supposedly. We'll see. I still don't know why they would do it. <laughs> oh, and also, isn't this the They're year getting us ready, release? dude? They they want to make sure that you know we're preparing ourselves for the uh, the arrival. Aren't they going to release some of the JFK files this year too? It's going to all be blacked out. You're not going to yeah. be able to see a thing anyway. It'll just be files from the airport, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, you didn't mean these. You didn't mean that JFK. Yeah. Well, it's going to be another five years before we can find those other ones. Give us some time. Yeah, those are hidden. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, yeah. So as, for, as for what I'm watching, are we going to go into that real quick? Yeah. What are you watching? Uh, thankfully, apparently Carter's wife is also watching this. Uh, it's a it's another documentary series. I believe it's on Netflix, mm-hmm. and it's uh it's it's not very many episodes, so you can get through it fairly quick. Uh, it's called Sons of Sam, and it's about the son mm. of Sam killings up in New York City. And basically, did he do it alone? Did Berkowitz do it by himself? That's basically the premise of it. It kind of follows this one reporter's or investigator's uh, look into it. Uh, I heard a voice that kept talking to him doing the voiceover, and I was like, I know this voice. And then I realized, that's Paul Giamatti. And I got oh, really yeah. shit. Yeah, because I freaking love that dude. So, oh, uh, yeah, love that guy. Yeah, uh, so he, he does the voiceover for it. It's, it's really, really good. Uh, I encourage if you like true crime at all, or if you like this show, you'd probably enjoy it. So I did like it. Nice, 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 nice. I have a question. Yes. Is one of the suspects Bigfoot? No, sadly. No, it does not have that. There's no Sasquatch to be uh, seen or heard. (sighs) Still waiting. There's no Sasquatch to be squatched. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Still waiting for that documentary. Yep. 
All right. That's all there is to it. Already. Uh, I don't think I've been watching anything in terms of the creep, aside from the creepy stuff. So I do that other podcast, Out of the Shadows, where we watch, you know, creepy horror movies and stuff. One of the things we've been doing is watching old school high- silent horror films, 1920s silent horror films. And I've never really watched silent horror films. Um, I've seen silent comedy films. You know, I'm a big uh, fan of Chaplin and, and Buster Keaton. <laughs> sorry guys (laughs) Chaplin and uh, Buster Keaton but uh, I've never actually sat down and watched horror films which is weird with as much as I love horror films some of them are creepy man so we watched the cabinet of Dr. Dr. Caligari which was my favorite dude that was my favorite of the four we watched then we watched watched Nosferatu Um, I was a little I was disappointed I I like Nosferatu but I was disappointed well it wasn't that I didn't like it that's the vampire one, right? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that I didn't like it. You know what it was? It was that because it's so iconic, right? Like imagery from it's iconic. It's constantly referenced. I think I came in with higher expectations. So when it was what it was, I was just like, oh, is that it? And it was good, though. Don't get me wrong. It was still good. But it was just like I didn't. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I don't know why. Um, then we watched The Phantom Carriage, which was really cool. And then we watched. We just finished um, The Fall of the House of Usher, which was awesome. Yep, that's a good one. So, yeah. So, yeah, see, that's about all I've been doing. I haven't watched any documentaries or series. What about you, Carter? You seen anything? Uh, well, the other day, yes, and it was awesome. Uh, the other day, uh, I got a package in the mail from Shout Factory, and I didn't think oh, that this I saw was going to get here so soon. Yeah, so it was uh, the two-disc collector's edition of Explorers. And so I watched the. I won't tell you everything, but I learned a lot of interesting stuff watching the behind this. And I love that movie. That's like, for me, that's like as good as the Goonies, you know, or for the kiddies uh, at home who don't know, tell them what Explorers is. Uh, Explorers is actually Ethan Hawke's first movie. Uh, and he co-stars with River Phoenix. And it's about three kids that build a spaceship Yep. and go to space. And they build it out of like trash. <laughs> it's <laughs> very it's realistic. Awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Like it's awesome. That spaceship is iconic, man. One of the cool things that I learned was that uh, Joe Dante, the director of the film, Johnny, he also did like Gremlins. Okay. And Gremlins Two, and The Howling, and like all kinds of all kinds of sweet movies. And one of the things that he's convinced that he can't prove it, but he's convinced that Spielberg slipped him the first 30 pages of explorers like in a sly kind of you know i i want to make this movie but i can't yeah so we just did gremlins together so you make this movie nice that's cool and man it was it was so good the movie's crisp and clean it sounds good it's never looked better nice i cried every point that i normally cry i mean it was oh it was great it was wonderful i highly recommend picking that up sweet sweet well there you go there we go. There what we've been your, watching. That's what we've been watching. Our current recommendation recommendations. Uh, let us know what you're watching too. If you have a good, uh, you know, uh, on our Facebook page, please join that. Uh, we've got a honestly a really awesome growing community there. So oh, join that. Uh, we take you know uh, story ideas, maybe something Requests. you want to hear, requests, or or even uh, like we're saying now, what have you watched that you think we would be interested in? Yeah. All right. So, but today, fellas. Speaking of what I've what I've watched, uh, my topic today was inspired by a show that's on Netflix that's really really 
uh, huge on there that I had refused for the longest time to watch <laughs> because it's called The Crown. I'm assuming you've both heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's called The Crown. I had, well, uh, for being honest, I have zero interest in kings and queens of England type of thing. I just, it just doesn't, it, uh, that's a part of history that I've never fully 100% cared about. Uh, and that's kind of what this follows. Yeah. The first season, the reason I gave it a chance was not only did uh, my buddy Trevor suggest it, and usually he and I have similar taste and stuff because he said the acting was really good, and it, and it, it is, uh, but also a certain John Lithgow was in it, and I'm a big fan of his, so yeah. I, I had to watch it just for him. He plays a very important historical figure that you'll all know once you see it, but uh, it's a historical fiction type of thing. It's based all around real things that happen in history and stuff. And a lot of the stuff really did happen, but they take a lot of uh, artistic licenses and stuff with it. However, one thing that they touch on that is part of one of the episodes is a period in London that they called the Great Smog. Mm. And we're going to December 5th, 1952, London, England. Uh, this is December, of course. Northern Hemisphere, fellas. So this is wintertime, December. It's cold, right? I mean, it's it's cold here. It's cold there. But it was unusually cold this time. Like, it's cold. It was below normal temperatures. And as the day went on, fog kind of started to appear. You know, it would be around, you know, it would get foggy around Big Ben, uh, the London Bridge, uh, St. Paul's Cathedral, all these really famous landmarks and stuff in London that all the tourists go and see. Uh, you couldn't really see them on this day because it was getting really foggy. It's like a John Carpenter film. No yeah. Kidding. Yeah. And, and obviously when you think of London, I, I know I do. One of the things you think of is it's foggy. It's foggy. Yeah. 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 So this is nothing unusual. They get fog all the time. They can handle it. This would turn out to be different. However, because a short time later, this fog started to turn a color. It started to turn into a, a yellowish brownish type color. Uh, it was turning into smog basically mm. is what this fog was doing. Uh, this was caused from uh, during this time in the fifties in London, especially you had chimneys, you know, people it's December. So people had uh, you know the chimneys going to keep warm uh, cars. Uh, a lot of the factories there had smokestacks that were working all the time. And also during this time, one thing that was fairly new that had just recently been put into service were the city buses that are so famous now, and they were diesel. Oh, okay. So all this was kind of adding oh. into the, the the fog and, and turning it into smog, which again, during this time, was something London was used to. Smog is not a huge deal there; they get smog all the time. They're kind of yeah. used to it. Dude, when you said diesel, I literally had a physical reaction, like the inside of my nostrils kind of had that tingy yeah. feel immediately yes. when you yeah. said that, you know, like that. Oh yeah. That's one of those yeah. smells. Diesel is one of those smells where Ooh. I know some people who love it and <laughs> some people who are like, I, I don't care for it. Often, <laughs> they're over at the, 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 the it. Yeah. <laughs> all fucking high off the gas fumes. Yeah. So true. So true. Uh, so, you know, uh, since they're all used to it, Londoners, didn't really at first pay it much attention, right? You just go about your day, get all your stuff done. Uh-oh. That, you know, it's no big deal. They weren't paying attention to what was creeping in the smog. That's right. And that, of course, soon, uh, going about your day, 
as usual, would not be remotely possible. The smog would worsen and would last for five days. It wouldn't go anywhere for five days. That's crazy. Yeah. Yes. Because think about this, right? Day one, you're like, ah, we've seen this before. It'll dissipate at some yeah. point, right? You wake up the next day and it's still there. You're like, okay, this is weird, but it should go away. Yeah. By day three or even day four, you that's going to be panic. People will be panicking. I would be like, okay, what's going on? This is not normal. Yeah, and it started to get thicker and thicker, too. Oh, God. Uh, they called it a... Oh. They call, in London, they, or in England, they called it a pea super, P-E-A, like peas, like pea soup. Oh. That's how thick it was. Thick <laughs> as pea soup. Uh, they said it was yeah. so thick. Oh. It was so thick that you couldn't even see your feet in front of you. You literally oh. couldn't see your feet as you were walking. Oh. And, and this, <laughs> and all this grossness, uh, basically oh. stopped London cold, right? I mean, what are you going to do? You can you imagine opening the door and it's like a wall of just this like... Oh, then it starts coming in, dude. It gets worse. It gets worse. (laughs) This gets worse. I've only only opened the package. We're about to dive right in. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Carter is creating his own smog cloud over there. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, man. This feels like this is an episode of Retro Bliss. <laughs> um, so, of course, it got so bad that boat traffic had to stop. You couldn't see anywhere in a boat. Uh, airplanes were grounded. You're not going to go anywhere. You can't see the land or the land. Yeah, what do they do with the people on the boat? <laughs> Are they Swim. just stuck in the water? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Trains like the uh, the trains were canceled unless they were underground, like subways and stuff. Those could still kind of go, uh, but you know those are also limited. And cars, of course, uh, they said it got so bad that a lot of people will be driving, and then they were like, "I just can't see," and they would just leave their car, <laughs> just leave it, just a minute because you just couldn't see. Nice. Uh, and that was not the even the worst part of this. Not only was this so thick that you couldn't see, it had a bit of a substance to it. It was a greasy black ooze started to actually coat the streets oh. and the sidewalks. Oh. And it even said uh, one of the things that I read, uh, my, I have a bunch of different references uh, that I got this stuff from, but mainly from history.com. Uh, but uh, one of the things that they said was if you went outside in it, right. And then you got back home and you looked in the mirror, you were covered, like you were just covered in it. You're black and, and green and all these different colors. Oh, like you, it's nasty. almost like you've been working, yeah, like you've been working out in a, in a in a coal mine or something. That's disgusting, man. So of course That's- this this led to them uh closing schools. Schools were end up closed. One of the articles I read said that, you know, they a lot of people thought they closed schools for safety, but a lot of it was because parents just weren't going to take them to school because they're afraid they'd lose their child in the fog. Oh my god. Yeah. That's insane, dude. Can you imagine? And this starts panic, right? People are going to panic. Uh, so there was all the things that happen when people panic. They get scared. There's robberies. There's toilet looting. paper got, got bought yeah, toilet up. Toilet paper's gone. Gas got right bought away. up. Gas yeah. got bought up. Yep. Yeah, they buy gas and paper bags. Because <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense. Oh, God. That type of deal. Uh, and, you know, the government, too, of course, the parliament, at this time, Winston Churchill, who uh, I'm going to give it away. I two Lithgow plays in, in the crowd. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Winston Churchill uh, was a recently reelected prime minister at this time, and he was in his 80s. I mean, he was, this, is, this is an older – this is well after World War II. Uh, this is a much older Winston Churchill. 
But and, he's got the cred of World War II on, yes. on, on his shoulders, oh, yes. you know? Yes, he has a lot of cred for sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a lot of him and a lot of the parliament at first were like, this is just fog going to go away. So they didn't do anything at first because they're just so used to it. What can you eventually, do, really? This will be interesting to hear. Oh, they do some stuff. You'll find out later. Uh, but it just keeps going on and on. And they're like, oh, man, what do you know? Uh, uh, and to the point where people were starting to get mad. It's coming out in the papers like, hey, what's the government doing? They're not doing anything. Uh, but it even got so bad uh, that, like Carter was kind of alluding to, it would start creeping into houses. Uh, it would start creeping into, uh, uh, like, even the movie theater. If you went to the movie theater, you could even see the movie screen because it creeped in there. Like, if you bought it, it was just pointless to get. Dude, this is this is a horror movie, dude. This is yeah. no kidding. I can like just see in my mind's eye like the window. See it. Right? I can feel it, bro. Like, Black just I can starts coming. Feel it on me. Yeah, creeping like, in. Across the window even, pane. I haven't even brought up the smell. Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay. Don't yeah, tell me pea go. soup. Let's do it. It also smelled like, of course, the old rotten eggs. Uh, so you got that on top of all this. There's a smell involved too. Uh, uh, so what what caused this, right? Uh, you know, like I said. Stop it, Chris. Damn it. <laughs> so you know what what caused this? I mean, they get smog all the time, but not a smog that stays there for five days. And just engulfs everything like that. Well, uh, first of all, I mean, this is breaking down in the layman's terms. I think most people know this, but smog is basically when fog is mixed with smoke and pollution, right? That's Mm -hmm. when you get smog. And people with London dealt with that a lot. I mean, it was a big, that was just a normal everyday thing to them. But this time on this day or this time of the, of the year in 1952 and one of the first weeks of December, there was a high pressure weather system that just happened to stall over England. It just mm. came over England, and just stopped there. And what this did is it made a layer of there's a layer of warm air above a layer of cold air, and the cold air couldn't go anywhere. So it kept the cold air stagnant. It didn't move. There was no wind or breeze or any of that kind of stuff. So it just <laughs> trapped all this smog there on the ground <laughs> and it couldn't go anywhere. I wish uh, creepers could actually see the vid- Zoom video. Johnny's got, he's in front of blue screen and he looks like a weatherman. So he's like showing <laughs> us all the different graphics and how the weather yeah. patterns are going in the jet stream. Wait till I talk about a hurricane when I act like I'm getting blown away. <laughs> <laughs> While people in the background just walking normal. <laughs> but this prevented all that, all that you know, smog, this coal smoke from rising and it couldn't go anywhere. Like I said, because it was barely any wind or breeze. It was just stagnant, uh, gross atmosphere basically there that you just couldn't do anything. And at first, you know, people didn't realize how serious this was until there was a shortage. And this is true of flowers and coffins, uh, that just really revealed how serious this had become. Wow. They were running out of coffins and uh, bouquets for flowers and stuff like that. Wow. Uh, this smog had become lethal, uh, especially for the elderly, of course, uh, the really young and anybody with breathing issues. This was a huge, huge thing, right? Like, uh, uh, And during this time, uh, smoking was a big thing. Everybody pretty much smoked, so that even added to it even more. And people were not the only ones who were affected by this either. Uh, there were stories of poor birds who couldn't see just flying into buildings. They oh, couldn't geez. see anything. Think of any animal out there. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? 
they said cows would choke on it. Yeah, I was going to say just falling over dead because they can't yeah. breathe. So a lot of animals didn't make it through this either. And like I said, this lasted for five days. This was five days long. This is not just like one or two days. I wonder if people this thought lasted. it was the end of the world. Like God, God was coming at them now. You got to think that, right? <laughs> like Something like that. Some sort of cataclysmic, like, I don't know. It's crazy. It's like I said, by day four and it still hasn't gone away and, and animals are dropping dead and family members are dropping yeah. dead and the stuff's creeping in through your windows and under your floors. Like it, it would feel like the end of the world. And there was a, a big call on the government to do something. But like you said, Chris, I don't know what they could have done in that moment. Oof. I mean, there's not much you can do. You, they kind of giant fans. Yeah, we call it Superman and just have him yeah. around the earth. You know, right, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there's not a lot they can do. They kind of made their bed and they were forced to lie in it, basically. Mm. And this lasted for five days until December 9th. It stayed like this. And then by miracle, uh, a Western wind came in and swept all that out to the North, to the North sea. Mm. They got lucky that a wind decided to show up and said, oh, and got it out of here. That's, that's the Foley work I do <laughs> and, and got it out of here. Uh, so what were the after effects of this? Why did I even tell you this story? I mean, besides it being kind of, you know, very interesting part of history, yeah. original reports at that time estimated that around roughly 4,000 people lost their lives. Wow. 4,000. However, there's experts now who believe that this number is even more because uh, a lot of people had lasting effects from it and they didn't make it from that. So they mm. think that the estimate is realistic, uh, realistically between anywhere uh, of 8,000 to even 12,000 people possibly lost their life during this thing. So that's by far the biggest uh, loss of life for one of these kind of events ever. Wow. So what did London do about this? Uh, in 1956, uh, that's just about four years later, London passed the Clean Air Act, uh, which basically forced cities and homes and stuff to look for alternative heating options. They mm-hmm. wanted to kind of get away from chimneys and that such a thing. Uh, there were areas in the city that they designated that you couldn't even uh, use that type of heating at all or those type of factories that had to be like clean air there just to kind of break it all up. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the things that they did. Uh, for sure but that's the great smog of london guys wow this smog at the very least uh sadly killed four thousand people and it's because you couldn't even see in front of you and just that's in five days man as in five days like that's and just a side note the crown (laughs) does a really good job of of showing you this uh and they do a really good job of the atmosphere they build with it it kind of felt like uh, do you guys? I know. I know you guys have seen this. The movie Silent Hill, based on the video game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It felt like that a lot to me. Uh, wow. Hated that movie. Man. What? So let me ask you. This happens nowadays, right? Nowadays, yeah. in terms no, of we're used to COVID, we're used to this kind of thing, right? So if this happens nowadays, do humans still react the crazy? Well, what am I asking? They're buying yeah, up gas like crazy. Yeah, they're yeah, buying yeah, up yeah. gas like crazy. No, what am I yeah. asking for? Yeah. I was yeah, going to say, got, do we yeah. still rack crazy or, or are we now conditioned to be like, we're good. We can stay home for a month if you need us. All to. you have to do, and it doesn't matter what the resource is, is say there's a shortage of it. That's all you got to do. And then the panic for that that thing is going to go through the roof. It doesn't matter what. And now, and now you're talking about like theoreticals even, you know, like there doesn't even necessarily need to be a shortage. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you could cause a shortage by saying there's going to be a shortage. 
You yeah. know what I mean? True, true. Like when you you're know, talking about in sneakers, when Robert Redford and Ben Kingsley are talking in sneakers, and he's like, you can cause banks to fail by making people think they're going to fail. You know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So maybe what I'm going to do is I'm going to delete every episode of History Creeps that ever existed. There's going to be a shortage, so everybody's going to have to hurry up and go <laughs> listen to them uh, yeah. as Put much as possible. Yeah. Get get on it now before you're not able to hear any of the past ones. Because we're going to uh, turn them all into NFTs. <clears throat> as of... May twelfth, they're going to the be gone. What even is that? I, I heard <laughs> it's May eighteenth, by the way. Oh, the NFT term. is this yeah. new thing, dude. It's like uh, it's a digital, it's a digital copy. It's basically owning a digital copyright or the digital ownership of something, a, a piece and of it's art, a, a piece of. And it's like a, a one book. of one type deal. Yeah, There's not supposed to be any more of it. Like yeah. you're the one that owns that one particular thing. So basically, I could create a meme on the internet, and it could be. Is this what Wu Tang did a couple years back? With it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. that, that uh, wasn't it like Pharma Bro that, that yeah, freaking yeah. bought it's one almost, album? It's almost like that, but this is digital. This is all digital, so it's digital art. Like I could create a meme that becomes fire, and everyone loves it, and then I put it up for auction. To who's going to own the actual like digital? piece to that now it's going to be in the world and they can all you know download it and do what they want with it but it's yours digitally to actually do what you want so if you decide that you want to put a cease and desist on anyone who uses it you can and you have the legal right to have everyone stop using it across the internet and go after everyone who does yeah or to get paid for anybody who uses it yeah well good luck good luck with that but yeah, yeah. But it's a big thing, dude. It's a big thing amongst artists now, writers. The dude who invented Twitter, I forgot his name. He literally sold sold his first tweet. He sold that tweet to somebody who now owns it as theirs. And people can post it. But if he decides, you know, you can't post this without paying me, then everybody's got to pay him. Oh, man, I wish I could remove. I wish I could find out what my first tweet was. I don't feel like looking through all this. Yeah, I'm sure it was a damn. got to be a way to find that out, right? There's gotta be without scrolling all the way down. Um, but anyway, with this thing, dude, this smug, it's uh, it's it's it is intense. I don't know that. It, it, again, we couldn't deal with it. People would be going nuts, and I think you know we'd have those religious zealots that are out. Not zealots, they're just the kind of wackos that are just kind of like. It's the end times. It's the end times, right? Like, like fall on your knees. This is it. We're all we're all gone. Now there were other instances throughout history where something similar to this happened. Mm-hmm. But this hasn't like, this happened in London similarly before? But this was by far the worst ever. Was the one that I brought up. It's called the Great Smog. Uh, I mean, we've even had a few in the United States, even of kind of mm. similar things, but they were nowhere near as catastrophic as this was. We had the Dust Bowls too, so we had. Yeah. I mean, we're we're yeah. used. To, I think you know, in our history, we've had examples of this. I had never heard of this before for the the Great Smog. Interesting. You said it was the fifties too, right? So that's more yeah. more recent. It's not like it was right. Yeah, it was nineteen fifty two, eighteen hundreds or anything. It's actually yeah. toward the end of nineteen fifty two. It's almost you know it's December fifty two. So I mean that's even post World War two, man. Yeah, like recent. That's crazy. Yeah, boys. Yeah, and yeah. what a steak, too, dude! You're talking about like diesel fumes. Oh yeah, and can yeah. you imagine just not having any control either? Like this is something that is in the air, which you need to breathe. Like people have to breathe. There's no stopping it, right? Like with the with the virus, you could stay indoors and be as, and that could literally seal you off. So that you have some some control over not getting it, right? Whereas something that's l- seeping into your house, you have to breathe to stay alive. You can't can't help it. So no matter what if you have breathing problems if you're elderly or if you have children infants 
the chances are you're dealing with death and there's no there's nothing you can do about it it's just a reality like you have to it's gonna it's gonna happen and the smell too oh god you know uh like i carter you probably know about this but if you get on interstate 40 down here in north carolina i don't remember the city i'm blanking on the city but there's a certain one where they actually make paper they have yep. paper factories and yep. you can smell it from the interstate and it smells awful. So I couldn't imagine having to smell that all the time. Going into Savannah a certain way. I, I don't think it's 95. I think it's a different way. It might be 95. Uh, there used to be a paper plant there. And the smell was just oh, I mean, it was the worst smell you can. This is if hell is a real place. That's what it must smell like. Yeah. He's not even kidding. It's so weird how bad making paper smells, but it smells really? awful. Yeah. yeah. It, it I would really, think it would smell like just burning wood or cut it like cut wood. It, no, it's trust me. Oh, I guess not. There's chemicals. That's involved, a good though. smell, man. Like yeah. when the train full of cedar chips yeah, goes by go. and you get that. That's a good smell. This is a bad. Or it's bad, like that bad. crisp fall evening and you smell somebody's got a fire going somewhere. Right. It's yeah. like, that's it's nothing like that. Trust me. That's yeah. Like, think of the uh, best smell you've ever smelled. Yeah, and then think bad. of the direct opposite. <laughs> think of the direct opposite of that. And that's yeah. what it smells like. When I was a kid during the summers, I would help uh, my dad and my grandpa. Like we would go to all these different places and they would uh, have like uh, uh, steel and stuff for us to clean and we could mm-hmm. sell right that type of thing they would let us do that uh, one of the places was this place called case farms and it's this big chicken place with all these chicken houses in it and it smelled fairly bad because you have all these chickens and they're obviously doing what chickens do and it smelled like a, that and it didn't smell good paper smells way way worse than that <laughs> oof no thanks. And think about either that one, too, right? Pleasant, though. Like, like we already know when you get a, a, a smell that's that bad, it's hard to breathe. Like you try yeah. to, and you, and you're, you literally, your body stops you from it. Sometimes you gag. Yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like to have walk through smog because you had to. Dude, I drive past a sewage plant <laughs> every every day on the way to work. <laughs> the paper factory smells worse. Oh wow, 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 wow. Yep. Yeah. Thank God I'm not near a paper factory. I'm near the General Mills factory, so I get to smell Cheerios or Lucky Charms, depending on the day of the week when I'm at work. It's in the air. Well, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a a big thing about Buffalo. That's a great smell, dude. That's a big thing about Buffalo is that they have this saying, our city smells like Cheerios, because it does. It literally, when they're making Cheerios, you can walk around the streets and the air smells like Cheerios. Does it smell like honey nut Cheerios? Nope, just regular. And then some days oh. it's, it's some days it's uh it's uh, Lucky Charms. That's better. Oh heck that's, yeah, that's the best. Yeah. That's yeah, that's the good stuff. Matter right of fact, there's a there's an episode of Kevin Smith's podcast where he did it right after he did a stand up here in in uh, a show here in Buffalo, and the the venue is blocks maybe four or five blocks from the mill right and so he talks about on his podcast how after the show he stepped outside and he thought he had died and gone to heaven because all of a sudden the air smelled like lucky charms and he's like what is this magical city of buffalo <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean he I'm did like, that yeah, kevin buffalo, smith thing that he does yeah buffalo's amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway yeah that was a good story dude enjoyed that one Thank you, thank yeah, you. that was pretty. That was pretty freaky, man. 
Alrighty, let's uh let's start closing up shop here, closing up the Creeper Clubhouse. Do you guys have anything to promote before we head out? I know Carter, you got some stuff in the works and some things coming out here. Uh, yeah, I have an anthology, a story in an anthology coming out. Um, probably July, August. Nice. We'll post um, it when it comes out. And I've got another story in the second issue of Stranger Than Fiction. Friction. Nice. And I'm not quite sure yet when that one's coming out. Cool, cool, cool. Johnny? I don't have a thing. <laughs> not a thing currently. Well, then. Except for I, oh, all my other shows, I guess. Listen to both. <laughs> <laughs> Retro Bliss, Retro Pop. I'm sure my uh, co-host on those appreciate me saying I didn't have anything to promote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, check them out, Creepers. Uh, you can head over to BICBP-radio.com. Check out some of the other shows on the network and throw some support their way. Uh, we have some very fun, interesting things coming up here in the very near future, so keep your ears open. Other than that, thanks so much for coming along on this ride at the Creeper Clubhouse. We're shutting down, so for Johnny Townsend and Carter Johnson, this is Chris Chavez, and as always, we remind you to stay creepy. Swear to me. That's the, that's the bug. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>